whether you are starting a business or running a business, maybe you're producing a podcast like The Kara Golden Show. Let's face it, it's always way harder than one might expect. Lots of little details, meticulous planning, producing product, guest coordination, editing, promoting each episode. It's all a ton of work. Managing merchandise, managing cases and book sales too, layer after layer of complexity. And if you're like me, looking for ways to operate more efficiently and effectively is the name of the game. That's why I'm going to let you in on a little secret. ShipStation, the tool that is here to help you and you need to know all about it. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me to manage orders from anywhere and print shipping labels with just a click. Seriously, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable. With discounts up to 89% off carrier rates, you can't go wrong. Significant savings. And who doesn't want that? An easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses? Not much churn either. 98% of them stay with ShipStation because it truly works. ShipStation is it. So if you're ready to streamline your shipping process and focus more on what you love, head over to ShipStation.com the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. The biggest surprise has probably been how much it changes day to day. I am unwilling to give up. That I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out. Knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control. 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 Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders. We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everybody. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I'm so thrilled to have my next guest here. We have Donna Latier here, for who is the co-founder of Gardenuity. And uh, Gardenuity, for those of you who are not familiar with it, is this incredible garden company that delivers these beautiful little customized growing kits that really are matching customers with the best plants for their growing circumstances. And Donna is the co-founder, as I mentioned. She has over 30 years experience in product development, design, and retail marketing. Um, She's raised capital, which of course is always a hot topic for founders and uh, people who are doing it right now. And like I said, she's been in numerous businesses, so she has just so much 
education and know-how and all of that, which I know that we can all learn from. And she's also spent time mentoring young entrepreneurs. I'd love to talk to her a little bit more about that. And uh, well, let's just get going and, and talk to Donna. So welcome, Donna. Thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. So excited. So you and I were talking a little bit prior to going on air uh, that you live in Dallas. And uh, actually, Donna mentioned something to me that I've never really thought about because I've been a road warrior for many, many years. Donna lives in Dallas and she can kind of hit both coasts um, from Dallas and make them day trips, which I think is uh, is pretty awesome. I never really thought about that, but I'm like, that's true. That's uh, really great. And plus Dallas is such an awesome, awesome place to be. So very, very cool. So talk to me a little bit about little Donna. Did you always know you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Did, uh, did you always, were you always a gardener? I mean, how did this get started? Oh my gosh. Well, no, um, not only was I not a gardener, I didn't have a horticultural degree, wasn't a master gardener. Uh, we saw a void in the marketplace and thought we could really create an experience. I like the wel- wellness industry. Um, but, you know, somebody asked me the other day if I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Did I always know it? You know, I like to solve problems. Even as a kid, I remember trying to make things better and not being daunted by uh, being the first to do something. You know, I was we lived in Alaska for a while and I was the only girl on the ho- on the boys hockey team. Uh, I mean, I you know, I just remember doing things and liking to solve problems. So it kind of came naturally to me and I love it. That's amazing. So prior to starting your company, let's, so you graduate from school. What did you do next? Went to work uh, for Neiman Marcus. Ah. And that was such a great experience because they really knew how to create a customer journey. Uh, And Stanley Marcus, I think, was one of the great imagineers for retail. And so that was a really great place for me to learn. I remember interviewing there and uh, the lady who interviewed me was 6'2 in stiletto heels and scariest interview I've ever had to this day. But I learned so much. You know what? I learned a lot about uh, details and customer service. And, you know, I think you learn differently at different stages of your life. You know, in your 20s, you listen with the idea of getting ahead. And then in your 30s, you listen in a hurry because you got a lot to do. But as I'm older now, I listen with the joy of learning. And Mm. so it really was the right time to venture off into Gardenuity. It's so interesting. So your first job was with a major brand like Neiman Marcus. And, you know, I think about this a lot. My dad used to actually tell me that brands will always win. I mean, he was such a huge believer that, you know, to actually that consumers will always be attracted to brands. They may go and buy things that are cheaper along the way. Today, we call them private label, whatever. But it's so fascinating because I do believe that brands are just, I don't know what it is about them. I guess it's its easier for the consumer to really understand what the, what the promise is and what the entire you know, belief system is in some cases. And, and there's a lot of trust there. So I think it's the story behind the brand, right? Yeah. I mean, it's you behind Hint. It's you. I mean, I, I, I like to hear the customer stories, the founder stories, because it makes the product that much more real to me. And how can it fit into my life? Yeah, I, I think that that's 
I think that's so, so true. So you uh, you went on from Neiman Marcus and I guess you worked for one of my other favorites, sad, sadly, no longer yeah. stores Barney's that I was devastated uh, when Barney's closed for sure. I was so excited when they opened in my hometown, San Francisco, uh, you know, where I live. And then to see them close, it was just so devastating on so many fronts. So what was that like? How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn, quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is The Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? 
you can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of The Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for The Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. For for you, you know, having kind of also grown up there in some ways. You know what? It was a great experience for me. Um, decisions were made when I was there um, differently than I was used to. I have always been kind of a data girl. So I like reading the data to help make better decisions. And it was family owned when I worked there. And so a lot of decisions were emotional. Mm -hmm. And so that was a really great learning opportunity for me to learn uh, how family members work together, how decisions sometimes you have to just go with um, the flow and, and, you know, how to read emotion and kind of turn it to your advantage to use the data to drive the end result. So it was a great experience. I love New York. Um, I love both coasts. Uh, having lived in both areas. And so, you know, I had a great time. Every place I've worked, I can look back on and think and thank the people I worked with, the people I worked for, uh, and the product experience that I got to have. So interesting. And it's not to say that there probably weren't challenging times in both of those roles, but I think looking back on what did you learn, I, I think it's, so I always remind people it's, you know, you're really missing it if you forget about those challenging times, if you try and, you know, not think about them or talk about them, because I think it's always an opportunity to learn and grow from your challenges, your failures, whatever it is. Yeah, that's right. And when they opened, we opened the Barney store in Dallas and it was right next to Neiman's and the Dallas female consumer had a different persona in fashion than the New York consumer. And so it was, you know, the, the best example was they were concerned because the shoe business was off. And I said, well, you've got all flats. Well, that's what's in style. I said, I know that's in style. And that's what women in New York wear. But in Dallas, people are wearing heels and you're right next to Neiman's. So we got to graduate them into the flat scene. And so it was just great learning and curve. I really loved I've loved every place I've been. That's so interesting. And then you went into the publishing industry? Well, I worked for, yes, I uh, 
and I loved it. I worked for Borders Books. Oh, okay. Back in the day. Oh, that's so interesting. Back in the day when they partnered with Amazon, you know, before Amazon was what it is today. And I happen to be an avid reader. So it was a great place for me is when Harry Potter books were launching. Their children's music category was really growing. Uh, and that's probably where I honed in on storytelling and creating the experience in a profitable way. Really, you know, it, it was great. I loved it. What year was this at Borders? Oh, my gosh. Probably about five years before they closed. And was that, so was that in the 90s? I'm trying to... I'm yes. Trying yeah, to it was in the 90s. That's so funny because I, I ran AOL's uh, e-commerce and shopping partnerships. And we it, the last category that I was trying to fill was with books. And this is 1996. And Borders had said we wanted to create a Borders bookstore. And uh, they said no to us. And we could not, they were not interested in working with America Online. And then I went to Barnes, Barnes & Noble and they said no. And so then I had heard about this guy up in Seattle, Jeff Bezos, who had started this bookstore. And so, and he was definitely like, you know, the D list, right? Yeah. He was not, I mean, it was Borders and Barnes and Noble were, you know, six of one, half a dozen of the other. Right. That's right. And, uh, and so I went to Amazon and anyway, I have a crazy story there where, you know, basically I went to a warehouse and Jeff told me I was 15 minutes late. It was 515. And Jeff told me he couldn't meet with me unless I could help him set up a bookshelf. And I said, I am the best bookshelf setter upper. I had never built a bookshelf before in my life, but he had his, uh, you know, the, the pipes, the plastic pipes, I don't know what they're officially called, yeah. where he was putting them together. He had just bought them at Home Depot. And, and, uh, anyway, so I sat there and built for the next two hours, uh, the the bookshelves with, uh, Jeff Bezos and my other colleague. And, it, you know, it's funny because I, I'm in the middle of this meeting. I kept thinking. I wish we could actually do something with Borders or Barnes and Noble, but they weren't ready. And I thought maybe I'd do this temporarily and then it'll, you know, it'll end up being, uh, you know, eventually we'll get there. And, but I asked him like one closing question. I said, why do you think that you'll be successful against Barnes and Noble and Borders? And he said, do you ever walk up to the, uh, the counter at either of those stores and ask for a recommendation. And I said, sure. He said, do you read a lot? I said, I do. And he said, do they give you a recommendation? And I said, sometimes, but I mean, how could they know all right. the different books? And he said, the future of books and, and everything else on the internet is recommendations. And this is 1996. Wow, And I remember thinking, right, I, and this is a story for entrepreneurs, because when you have a big idea, I mean, this is really, this is before search, like right. real search. I mean, this is before Google, this is before everything. And, you know, and I remember leaving and getting on my Southwest flight and thinking, okay, he's a little rough around the edges and I had to build bookcases and whatever, but he's really <laughs> smart. And, you know, and I, and so we did, we ended up working with them and it was a tiny store. And anyway, it was my, my crazy book story. So that's cool. Um, that's a great yeah. story. 
It was a lot of fun. So getting back to your story, so Gardenuity, how Mm -hmm. did this come to be? You know what? It really starts with the mission for us. And the mission is to make gardening and gardening experiences accessible to everyone. So whether you're in a high rise in downtown Manhattan or a sprawling yard uh, in Santa Barbara, or you're a marathon runner or in a wheelchair, um, we wanted people to experience gardening. And I think that that certainly has some personal ties to me. My youngest daughter is in a wheelchair. And so I wanted, I knew that gardening through all the research did beautiful things from a wellness standpoint, mentally, physically, for, you know, for Alzheimer's, dementia. We also knew that it grew gratitude. Um, And I think that there is a huge challenge globally with mental health. And I knew gardening was a way to tackle that. But people are afraid of gardening. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think the stat is 90% of people on their first time garden attempt, they fail. And so it's kind of like a four prong approach when you get into gardening. You want to, we want to own and help the experience along the way at every touch point. So, you know, how do you feel before you garden? How do you feel while you're gardening? How do you feel during the season? How do you feel when you harvest and have that? I grew that moment. So we've really defined the experience and then we brought all the product in, which made it so much easier. You know, I, I think anybody who works in a service industry for a while, you know, I was waitress, I was Pizza Hut. I mean, I lived overseas. And so I was, yeah, I think those kind of retail and service industry experiences make you better to define what the customer experience needs to be. I totally agree. I I absolutely agree. So you also talked about when you were explaining and reminiscing about your role at Neiman Marcus, how you learned about, uh, and, and at Barney's, how different areas of the country might be um, thinking differently about certain types of merchandise. Obviously, in the case of gardening, you've got different zones. You've got different um, you know, levels of gardeners as well. And uh, what do you see is, is probably the most challenge for not only for you know, the gardener or the gardener to be, but also for you as a, as a company and trying to figure this out for people and make those recommendations? Well, we knew that technology would play a big part of the experience. So we have patent pending on something called Gardenuity Match. Mm-hmm. And what we do is instead of just having somebody think they know what zone they're in, most people end up failing because they plant the wrong thing, the wrong time in the wrong soil. So we thought, let's look at match. And I thought, well, dating sites are matching people all the time. Why can't we match people to plants and plants to nutrients based on what their specific needs are? So we, before the whole experience starts, if you log in in Arizona, at the same time you log in in Maine, different garden options are going to pop up. So we only match you to what you'll be successful planting. And that includes an algorithm that looks at predictive weather, time to harvest. You know, even if the weather is great today for me to plant tomatoes in Phoenix, I know they're going to take 60 days to fruit and it's going to be too hot for them to pollinate. So I won't be successful. So I don't, we are not going to perpetuate people saying, see, I can't make it work. 
nothing ever grows for me. We're not going to do that. So we only show you what you can plant at the time. And there's sometimes that, you know, in Michigan in January, there's nothing popping up. So we do have an indoor gardening experience as well for a desktop garden. Well, I mentioned uh, you had actually sent me a beautiful kit that was uh, just filled with amazing little plants that even I couldn't kill. So it was uh, very, very easy. And I don't know what you put in the little bottle, the little spray bottle that comes with it, but that that stuff is gold. I mean, it really, it was really, really terrific. So I found it incredibly easy and actually just kept thinking about what a great gift for people too. I bet you sell a lot of those for gifts. We do. And actually, you know, it. it's, we do a lot with corporate wellness. We do a lot with gift giving because people realize that experiences matter. And I think they mattered before the pandemic, but they certainly are talked about more now after we've spent time at home and we're looking for things to do and how can we nurture ourselves at home. So, you know what, the gift giving side and the just doing side is all about the experience. We talk about the reasons we should all get a little dirty. Um, Uh And sometimes you're a little afraid to try. And I think that gardening is actually, it's a great antidote for growth mindset, but it's also a great thing for entrepreneurs because you got to get a little dirty to get in there. You know, what's the worst that can happen if you make a phone call? They say no, or they say, yeah, you're not right. And I, and in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I'm not right today, but I'll call you next week. <laughs> I love you, it. You got to kind of have some chutzpah. Um, and it, and I think I will say, being an entrepreneur in my 50s, that chutzpah comes in handy, that and chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's so great. So when you were thinking about building the company, so, you know, you had this idea and then what did you do next? What was kind of the first steps? We really built out the experience that we wanted. I mean, we said, what is it that we want the customer to enjoy? What is the experience? And the whole, I grew that moment, whether you're growing a healthy child, a business, um, a bank account, it's that I grew that joy that Mm -hmm. is so rewarding. So we really mapped out the experience. Then we started meeting with technicians and we started meeting with horticulturalists. I mean, we have, you know, spent countless hours with people who have PhDs in soil. Um, We work with about 90 different family-owned farm partners across the country and telling their story and hearing their story. We really brought it all together. We have people on our team who put nutritional plans together for every single meal kit, all of the different meals that the plants need throughout their growing season. And I think the journey for me was let's build the experience, let's get the product, and let's beta test, beta test, beta test. And we made mistakes. But it, you know, when it comes together and the community that you're growing gets so excited that they've gotten to harvest something because they're like, oh, I've never been successful gardening before. And they get this achievement is so exciting. And I think yeah. that it plays into so many different fields and, and we love it. We love what it's doing for communities. I love it. That's, that's so great. So when you're hiring people, so you're a co-founder, how did you find a co-founder? Julie and I, she's way smarter than me. Uh, she can, like, she'll be coding. I can come up with an idea for an algorithm. She builds it. It's not my skill set. And we have known each other for a long time and we complement each other. So 
I met, you know, it was great for me to have a co-founder who I have utmost respect for and complete trust in. Uh, and so for me, that's what made the journey that much more enjoyable because we could banter and bicker. But I know her skill set and she knows mine. So we let each other run. I love it. That's great. Well, I think it's so important if you're going to have a co-founder to have somebody that has different skill sets from you. I, so often, I think that that is, uh, it seems like, you know, common sense 101, but so often people will meet people. They both, you know, are really excited about an idea and they look very, very similar on on paper, right? That uh, right. What their skills are. And I think that that's when the model really starts to break down where, you know, you've got to have a yin and yang and you've got to have that other person. And did you raise capital for the business? We did. Um, and and just to finish answering the other question, I think with co-founders or with your core leadership team, you have to be so aligned on values, mm-hmm. right? You guys, everybody has to buy in on what those values are and what your core competencies are, because that during bad times is going to get you through. And that helps people make decisions when you're not there. Um, the business needs to so run true. just fine. Um, but yes, we did. We actually, I knocked on doors cold and said, I have this idea. And, uh, the idea I presented to the original investors is not exactly what we have today. Um, we're much smarter now, but I tell people when I get to talk to young entrepreneurs, if you don't look back at your first pitch deck and you're not mortified, then you waited too long (laughs) to get out there. Um, and it's and I'm I'm one of the ones who can look back and say, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? Um, but literally knocked on doors, and we had some. Um, there was one family office uh, who said, you know, uh, he's not investing in any startups right now. I said, no, I know that, but he has a history in retail and customer experience, and he's he was one of the co-founders of Container Store, and so I said, I just want to meet Garrett. And so I ended up meeting him and he came to my office and, and the guy who had set up me said, we, he's got 20 minutes and he's not investing, but he stayed about two hours and he's on my board and he's an investor. And I love him. You never know. You never know. And you learn something from every meeting. And I I think that's, you know, I'm not afraid to, uh, I, I, I'm not afraid. I mean, I know what I don't know, so you can't tell me something. <laughs> it's so true. Look, the the guy that in, my husband and I have been married 26 years, and the guy who he was my friend from high school who introduced us, they were in law school to, together, and he still says to this day, I never would have put you two together. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, I know. So you never know. You just have to. We ended up being in the same room at the same time and the rest is history. So I always say to people like, you never know. All you can you never do know. is network and, and see what happens. And look, this guy invested and, and also probably has a lot of great advice for you. Uh, Every day. <laughs> yeah. Which is, which is absolutely so amazing. What was the thing you talked a little bit about, you know, your first deck, what was the thing that really surprised you? Obviously you've had amazing experience and and with some incredible brands along the way, obviously you came from a different industry into this industry. What was kind of the biggest surprise about being an entrepreneur for you? You know what? I I actually think it has served me well not coming from the gardening industry, which sounds crazy to some people, but I came 
really with a customer perspective, not mm-hmm. just a this is how we're supposed to do it perspective. The biggest surprise has probably been how much it changes day to day. You know, you've got to be flexible. And I think I've learned how to be resilient by watching my daughter just live, literally. And I think that that helped me as an entrepreneur. Your daughter with special needs that you yeah. were mentioning. Yeah. yeah, she. they said she wouldn't live past five and she's 23 and 80 pounds, really non-amplificatory or verbal, but she is the picture of perseverance. She just does not take no. And she, dis- despite all the doctors, she is a survivor. And I think you kind of have to have that in your DNA to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. And, and just the curiosity and the belief, right? Right. I, I think all of, all of those things along the way, it's so, so incredible. So you're, you adapted during COVID. What was, what was the biggest adaption that you needed to make, I guess, during, during COVID? You know what? We are really Our core growth is B2B through corporate Mm -hmm. partners that we call channel partners. And so we had to quickly say, okay, they're all sending their people home. So we're not going to be going to do gardening workshops and uh, they're not going to be getting their employees together to do gardening activities. So let's turn to direct to consumer and focus on that and just tell the story and let our customers tell the story for us. We had sent everybody home. So it was literally just three of us uh, in the warehouse. We converted our office to a warehouse and we just made it happen. I mean, it was really interesting. And then in about, I guess, June, the corporation started coming back to us and we really embraced the Zoom events because, you know, there's different trends happening in the corporate wellness world. And it used to be, you know, the culture is going to, we've got healthy snacks, we've got a ping pong table, or, you know, we have afternoon cocktail hour on Friday. Well, now people are really looking for wellness initiatives and gardening has become one of those top things. So we're probably doing a Zoom event with a corporate partner like Salesforce or Uber or Cigna two or three times a day. Uh, Our group is in front of them because they're bringing their teams together or they're using it to embrace and connect to their customers. But it's all about growing together and growing wellness. So we really kind of found ourselves with our, you know, DNA being in the wellness space, coming full circle and corporations wanting to embrace it so that they could connect with their team members and customers in a little bit different of a way. And so whether it's building a cocktail gardening and having cocktails and people actually build the garden with us, we ship them all to their houses or patio to plate, or we have a lot of growing greatness kind of entrepreneurial events where they're just putting vegetable gardens together. And it's really fun. It is fun to to get dirty with people you don't know, right? I mean, they start bantering and they have people who are meeting each other for the first time uh, and they're chatting and then they have these little competitions. You know, I think the regular pizza zoom corporate event is kind of tired and stale. And so we're in a good position to bring something fresh. I love it. Well, we, we do that. We should definitely talk to you guys as well because we've been doing that for our company um, throughout. And uh, we've done lots. Actually, we just did a 
coffee one, which was incredibly interesting, um, that learning all about the different types of coffee and uh, my friend over, Helen Russell over at Equator Coffee, and her team did it for us. And another friend of mine who runs a winery did uh, Brooks Winery, and she has uh, one of the, it was the first organic Riesling in the market. And uh, she's changed significantly. She has a whole backstory where her brother had actually passed away and she took over the winery, never thought she was going to be in the winery. And now she's, you know, 10x the winery. And it has an incredible story, too, about family and passion and commitment and responsibility. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it was uh, it, it was a lot of fun. So anyway, we should definitely talk about that as well. But- Is your whole team coming into the office now? No, we are not. Uh, we're probably going to start uh, it coming in, in in September. But to be honest with you, we'll probably continue to do these Zoom events because yeah. we just find that we've got a lot of remote people. About half of our 200 people are remote. They're salespeople throughout the country. And right. we've got an office in New York and an office in San Francisco. But what we find is that it's, um, you know, it's just a lot of fun. And right. to, for people to get together. And uh, we find that, you know, even the very senior people in the company and then the interns are are coming on this call. Right. And, you know, we just laugh and you get to see, hear people's personalities. And, and so it's just a lot of fun. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll sit there on Gold Belly. Do you know that? company. Yes. Uh, yeah. We, we've been on, we did a pizza making. I mean, we have been so creative about these. I mean, we ordered from a pizza place in Michigan. And anyway, it was that's just fun. That's, but know, you know, that's been, a way to engage, right? Yeah. It's a way to it's, connect. We could do a fun one, um, you know, accessorize your hint. A hint yeah. of an accessory or something with with fresh yeah. herbs. Well, I, I think that, you know, the whole idea of doing like a little miniature vegetable garden, I think that that could be really, really cool because I, I feel like that is sort of front and center with our yeah. employees too. So we'll definitely talk more about that. So where can people find Garnuity, also find you and hear more about uh, everything that you're doing? You know what? Gardenuity.com. Uh, and gardenuity is ingenuity in gardening. So it, we on our website, uh, we've also got a great blog called, it's part of the website, and then we, LinkedIn and Twitter and all those kind of things. But the blog is full of, it's called The Sage, and it's full of sage advice, not only just about gardening, but about life. So we, you know what, it's really a, um, what we're loving is that it's a whole new way to look at gardening. I mean, and I think that it's going to be something that really is impactful from a wellness standpoint moving forward. So I'm excited. Thank you so much for letting me be part of your your story. Yeah, well, it's a lot of fun. And there's so many learnings here, Donna. So I really appreciate you coming on. And everyone, thank you for listening so much. Uh, we are here every Monday and Wednesday with incredible guests. And Donna is... Uh, one of a few others, many others that we've had on that just every day, I'm just feel so grateful and blessed to have people like her on to just share their journeys and and so many of their learnings. And definitely, if you have not uh, bought your kit yet from Gardenuity, go on and and buy it. And definitely 
Grab a case of Hint at drinkhint.com or your favorite store as well. And if you haven't had a chance to get my book, Undaunted Overcoming Doubts and Doubters, Donna was just sharing with me that she shared it with a whole group of her friends over the holidays, which is so nice. And uh, it makes a great gift for entrepreneurs or anybody who's thinking about making some kind of change and definitely would love to hear from you as well on uh, any of my social channels. So thanks everyone. Have a great rest of the week. Thank you. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.